0: Hey, y'all, we are back. It's the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. My name is Travis Cox, and we are back again with Season 2. We don't really know what Season 2 means, but it basically just means we stopped doing the pod for a while, but now we're back doing live shows, back doing the pod, and we're calling it Season 2, baby. Anyway, today we are here with an episode of Game Tape. Just like athletes where they sit down and review their game tape to learn how to improve their skills. That's what we do. We sit down, we watch our most recent show, and we talk about the things we liked and the things that we can do better. In today's episode, we look at a show that took place at the Pack Theater on June 26th where our suggestion was pizza. As a side note, now you may or may not know this already, but Anatasha is not currently performing with us because she's a real-life working actor performing eight shows a week at the prestigious Utah Shakespeare Festival. But she was able to jump on the pod after watching the show to share her insights and her harsh, harsh judgments with us. It was great to be back doing the pod, talking improv with my friends. I did have COVID at the time of recording, so sorry about the gravelly voice and uh, we hope you enjoy if you want to watch the full show check it out for free on our youtube channel and let's jump right in to game tape
1: you're
2: listening to the storm chaser improv podcast show well welcome back here we are storm chaser season two question mark
0: question mark storm chaser season two question mark
2: i'm really happy to be talking to you guys about your show because i wasn't in it so i can just rail on it
0: (laughs) (laughs) rail on it with praise and adoration
2: oh um yes what other kind of railing is there
0: i'm just making sure we're on the same page yeah (laughs) sorry guys i'm so out of it feel like my brain got cooked
2: no it's not you it's more that pish has a dumb face <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that you're i'm sorry you're feeling sick travis and pish i'm sorry you have a dumb face
0: thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, all right okay so tell me about your show
0: yeah the show we're talking about today was at the pack theater our suggestion was pizza
1: what you're about to see from us It's completely improvised. Yeah, And we need your help. We need a suggestion, so just shout it out. Something that you love. Something that you're
0: passionate about. Pizza. Pizza. Thank you. I don't know, Pish, we've been back doing shows for like a month now, just over a month. And I feel like this was the first show where like my body was ready before we started. Does that make sense? Like, I've been feeling very, like, hesitant and clunky and awkward. You're shaking off the cobwebs. Yeah, I think leading up
1: to this show, we both had conversations about what good improv was because our previous shows had felt so clunky and rusty. They were like, okay, let's back to the basics. What's good improv? We watched the TJ and Dave documentary to kind of get in our minds some good improv,
0: you know?
2: So... What was that conversation like in terms of getting back to the basics? What's basic for you?
0: We each had sort of different things we wanted to focus on, like gaps that we felt like gaps that we had from our previous shows. I had talked a lot about wanting to play with more joy. When I play with Andrew, one of our strengths is going into like Dramaville, where it gets almost like serious and dramatic. It's important to sprinkle joy in while you do that. And I think we had both talked to you about just one line at a time, just going a little slower.
2: I love that. What about you,
1: Pish? Something that really struck me with the TJ and Dave and which I remembered viscerally was things that like Jet and Holly coached us on very early, which was like, don't treat the audience as dumb. Like the audience is smart and they'll understand what you're doing. You don't have to spell it out all for them all at once. And so I feel like the last shows before this, I was really in a rush to get to what the specifics were of the scene. I was in a rush to paint through the audience. And so this one, I wasn't as worried as much. I'm going to play patiently. I'm going to do one word at, the t- at a time. And I'm going to let the details come when they come. I don't have to rush any of that. I'll trust that the audience will understand if our characters understand.
2: Yeah, I could definitely see that in your play. I loved that this started with, I think a five or almost six minute scene that started in a mundane place of someone bringing in pizza, but you allowed higher sticks and exposition to kind of come in when it would. And then it ended, it ended you in a very playful, almost game like place, but it was after everything had been established. And what I thought was even more impressive was that after getting to a really place, well, playful place you allowed that same space later in the show which I think is even harder than leaving space at the top of the show is like later your last scene of the show you still were like we're going to leave space told you I was going to rail you with compliments
0: I love it (laughs) yeah I think this show had a good like yin and yang balance like you know it had definitely had space and time and then had just silliness and and wackiness it was tons of fun
2: did you yeah. rehearse, rehearse or do warm-ups before the show?
0: We got to the theater actually like two hours early to like just make sure that... Because we're also producing the show, so there were a lot of production elements that we wanted to put in place, but we wanted to feel like we had plenty of time to get that all set and then just like loosen up and play. So yeah, we, did a, we had a nice long warm-up for the show, and I think it paid off. Yeah. I
2: think those pr- production elements are worth... Talking about as well, because I think there's like a level of production value and trust that the audience put in you because of things like your dance, which I did not see.
1: Yeah, well, I think Travis we were working with this basic assumption that there isn't, and we talked a lot about this before this specific show, that improv doesn't have an improv problem. Improv has a like show production problem. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't take improv seriously because improvisers aren't taking their shows seriously in terms of the production quality surrounding their actual improv. And we've all seen successful improv and we totally understand the viability of the art, but you invite one of your friends to a show that's underproduced and you have some awkward silence and a couple scenes that go badly. And they're like, why did I even waste the time to come to this thing? And we've had experiences going to shows feeling the same exact thing. And so we wanted to come into the show confidently with all these elements in place to be like, no, we've put a ton of thought into this. And it's not like we're trying to trick the audience into being thinking our show is more than it is, but we're just making them feel comfortable. Like, hey, we're professionals. So Like printing the playbills was a really genius stroke by Travis because it showed people what our history was. It gave people a little explanation of how long we've been doing this.
0: Yeah. I think our whole goal is to give people the sense that you came to a show. You didn't come to do your friends a favor by watching them play around on stage. Like you came to a show. So we thought of all the elements we could to what makes a great, nice produced show. We have playbills. We had a pretty tight, Uh, cue sheet that we gave to the tech booth and then at the top we do a dance which is was super fun and like so so dumb but our our thought was that it starts to show off with a bang with high energy it gets us in our bodies too because we're moving around and our hearts beating and i mean the comments afterwards were incredible i think it did exactly what we wanted it to do it kind of let people know like we are silly and dumb and we take this seriously because we obviously spent hours rehearsing this super dumb dance. So it's kind of a creative way to set the stage for what the audience should expect from us for the night.
2: Holly and Jet used to talk about, you know, speaking of them since they were at your show performing, um, they used to talk about how the second city in Chicago would start their sketch shows with a song or a dance or good acting or something to buy the audience immediately before getting into the other comedy. Something to show skill or care and has that has a specific energy. And I think rehearsing a dance, however dumb, is like immediately going to be like, hey, this is a show. And then it buys you more space in your improv for air or for maw or for whatever, you know? Um, So I thought that was really smart. I wish you had recorded it. Some of us didn't get to see it.
0: That's a, that's a live audience treat only. That's oh, a, you, wow. If you want to see the dance, you got to come to the show. Yeah, yeah that's that's. Did special. you get
2: more naked in the dance than in the set?
1: or The, the nakedness was not intentional. Just want, There were discussions afterwards that were had about whether that was enjoyed <laughs> or not by the parties
0: involved.
2: Um, I thought the show had great edits, too. I I loved just a internal edit and the clarity of using the accent to be like here we're in a new space.
0: He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Oh. 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 A cigarette? No. no, no.
2: I also loved the edit when you drop the ring out the window, and then we come back, come down to the street and Trav. That was such a nice little palette cleanser, picking it up and just being like, "Yeah, I found like, a, a, a ring," you know. I thought it might be fun to challenge you in your next show to because that almost had the beginnings of like a, like a group game energy to almost be like, well, what happens if you have the great scene work you're doing, but you lean into some of that game palette cleanser energy for just a little bit longer to like almost allow it to be whatever, whatever it'll be before we get into the next scene.
1: I think it's a great, point though I like because it. i know that i've always leaned on everyone else on the team to do edits i've kind of just like relaxed and been like a dog with a bone in its mouth and like not letting go of that bone and <laughs> i'm like i'll just ride this scene into the ground it's gonna get so fucking bonkers and they're gonna be it's just gonna be callback, callback, call back call back and like y'all are like it's time to move on and i'm like oh yeah i think that's a good idea but yeah, no, I think that's a that's a wonderful thing to look for in the future shows for sure. yeah, I totally agree.
2: Um, okay. couple questions. One, what was your favorite thing that the other person did? And then two, if this show had been longer because it was twelve minutes, if it had been another like, three to five minutes, what do you feel like were through lines or callbacks that you would have wanted to dive into?
0: Um, okay. What I like that Pish did, Pish is, like, so excellent <laughs> at dropping in, like, one piece of information that changes everything, <laughs> you know? And, like, that scene with the pizza scene, like, this, it's a lady, she's at a bridal shower, like, that all kind of unfolded naturally and, and innocently, pretty mundanely. And then just this little piece of, like, please call him the chosen one. Do you want crushed red pepper and more Parmesan cheese? Must stop.
1: I saw it when you walked in, okay? I
0: know. I'm not supposed to do this. No, but I don't have, have to make any sort of move. Some cheese. It's okay, chaos. I'll do all the work. Wait. <laughs> What's happening?
1: Here?
0: I just have to tell
1: you that I didn't think it would happen like this. <laughs>
0: But just the door was open normally I would have waited for you I to... told you we'd find one I told you are you talking to th- your unborn
1: child yeah. yes well please refer to him as the chosen one
0: <laughs>
1: yes we have great plans for him he will come into this world and he will rule he will rule in a dark time and we need help the most <laughs>
0: like that one simple line just like flipped and heightened the entire thing. And all of a sudden for me playing in, it, I was like, Oh dang, this is so fun.
2: He did it in the the second scene too, being like, uh, the when, when the murder was revealed, it's the same. I thing. guess I don't need this anymore. I guess yeah. I need this anymore. Yeah.
0: Pulls off the wedding ring. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And then as far as like how it could unfold, uh, I had the thought, and I honestly didn't go back and watch it to see if it makes sense or not, but I kind of, I had the thought that uh, my character in both scenes was the same person. Like, he's working at this startup, working on a big pitch with his friend, but, like, delivering pizzas in his off time.
2: I thought the in that scene, the, you're the looks, I'm the message. Um, <laughs> you're the looks, I'm the message. But let's be honest, <laughs> I was, that was my favorite line of the whole show.
1: You think I'm boring? You don't say anything. You think room. I'm boring? Yeah, you are! You're the looks! Obviously! I'm the message! I've got a voice that people listen
0: to, that people care about. You think I'm the looks?
2: But I was like, oh, maybe this guy's the chosen one because he's like, I'm the message. I'm like the Ooh. guy. But I I did not um fall to be because I was like, well. I was like the show. That's a pretty tight slot, you know. Yeah. To to try to wrap back into something, you know. Um, what about you, Pish?
1: I'll start with things that I like. Of uh, what uh, the thing that I liked of what Travis did. Well, Travis had a lot of moments, so I'm going to lump them all together. of Just repetition and like using the very same words and height in a heightened, heightening kind of way. Each time he went back to it, it was now heightened. It was great. He said, "That's okay. That's really okay."
0: Okay, But first, a kiss. Oh, (laughs) that's okay. Oh, not for me. For the chosen one. That's really okay.
1: (laughs) One of my biggest laughs in watching the show back, going repeatedly to take my shirt off, which is now a meta bit that has spanned (laughs) many shows. (laughs) And uh, specifically yelling at me specificity is important after I had been yelling it at him.
0: Do you want to do this? Yes, badly, let's go. No, 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 no. (laughs) Specificity is important.
1: (laughs) It, It was just showing that Travis was listening really well to very specific things that were said, which was really nice to have that. It was just, it was also very clear from the edits that Travis was listening to the show and what the show needed, which was really nice. And I think that kind of speaks to also what I was feeling about. Like sometimes I feel like I get so scene focused that I lose show focus. And so I think that can segue nicely into what I think I would have liked to have developed more if I had more time or approached things differently. And that's, it's hard to say anything specific, but I think just to be able to make like Travis's guy who finds the ring on the ground outside, make that a little bit more important. Like if I could have found a way to tie him into the next scene and or tie that character in somehow through the first scene or almost creating some linking points between the scenes in moments where specificity was light because like I said I was playing patiently letting details develop but I think I could have also maybe worked to to find those connections have my writer brain kind of build those connections a little bit more between the scenes.
2: Mm, I love that. So the idea of chosen one or a baby, the ring, the murder, the pitch, what is the pitch? Yeah. You know, there's things, which I don't know if this is a time issue, but it's like fun to kind of think about the callback brain.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And it's a, it's a good reminder, you know, that we, after having done it for now, nine years together, that we still have so much to work on. Like, you know, our our goals are still um, big and lofty. And we see the kinds of shows in our heads, I think, and feel the kinds of shows that we can get to if we're specific about these kinds of conversations. So I'm really glad that you are just insulting us just nonstop. It's not yeah, 100%. affecting my...
2: Um, and what was your favorite thing that I did during... Your show.
1: Your lack of presence was my favorite part. Oh my gosh. It was so nice.
2: Totally. Totally. Like the, you know what? Some people, Dave Rosowski used to talk about how some people don't have the grace to exit the stage. I have the grace to never
0: show Mm. up in the first place. Just not even show up in the first place. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's so inspirational. Oh, it's like, it's, it would be okay if Natasha was just
1: like off addicted to meth, but no, she's like in a Shakespeare festival
0: she's like,
1: a, incredibly like what is what's the word i'm looking for it's got a lot of clout
0: renowned. renown yeah. renown
1: renown clout yeah, it's got it's all kind of a, it
0: a, it's kind of a big deal
2: yeah but like somebody gave me my words oh <laughs> like, I have to get up there and somebody gave me like <laughs>
1: these
2: like super special words. And I
1: have to No, say I them. know. And it's like dumb old words. that some just random old guy wrote a long time ago that no one can connect with
0: anymore. Yeah. yeah. Dumb old words, yeah. dumb
2: old words, but something that I realized doing the Shakespeare language or maybe re realized, I don't know, is that like your intention as a character it has to be got through the heightened language and writing your intention on your phrasing. And the only way that it's understandable is if it's so specific, more specific than any other script you've ever like worked with, you know, because if I come in and in modern English and I'm like, I'm like, hey, what's up? I don't really have to be that specific. Everyone knows what I mean. But in order to for the intention to be understood by an audience watching a Shakespeare play, it has to be like hyper specific. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll bring this back to my improv or I'll try to.
0: Cool. Should we plug our next show? You should. Yeah. We are playing once again on the fourth Thursday of the month. That would be July 28th. We have a very special guest playing with us playing.
2: This is why you warm
0: up. I'll try for that again. shows. Zip, zap. We have a very special guest playing with us this month. A little improv team. Maybe you've heard of them called Cook County Social Club. Wow,
2: you do. You're Cook County playing with you? Fuck you guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we sure do. Yeah,
2: fuck you guys. I hate you both. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go lay down forever goodbye. I
0: wondered if you, I wondered if you knew I'm that so if you had seen the post No, that I'm yet.
2: so mad at you right now.
1: Do you literally just find that out right now?
2: Yes. Fuck you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you know what it is? is all, it yeah, took, all it took is, um, a, a pandemic Sharna closing IO and improv almost completely going away in Los Angeles. <laughs> and now our heroes want to play our show and it just took the end of the world
1: it's rats oh. onto a sinking ship baby let's go down together
2: next thing you're going to tell me that like jessica chastain's coming to do her solo show i'm gonna fucking kill you
0: <laughs> somebody at jessica chastain actually i just matched with her on Hinge.
2: <laughs> that would no no no
1: she said she hates Asian women, so no, we can't. No, no,
2: <laughs>
0: no. She's no, so racist. I had no
1: clue that Jessica Chastain was racist.
2: I know she's so liberal. Your you first date,
0: you're taking you're taking Jessica Chastain to a Katy Perry concert, right? Oh
2: my gosh! There. Honestly, see, it's like it's like they're trying to get me to Los Angeles.
0: should also say that Jet's playing with us again as well. She's doing. Oh yeah, so yeah. We yeah, have yeah, Cook yeah. County. Cook County Zooty show and Jet Eveleth is going to do more one person, uh, uh, one person clown stuff, which she's incredible. And we're going to do some improv and we're incredible. So the night's going to be incredible. It's just going to be, and and Anatasha's not going to be there. And that's incredible. It's everything about it is incredible. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review and share the show with your friends. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Stormchaser Improv. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch all of our full shows for free. And if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area, please come check us out live every fourth Thursday at 9 p.m. at the Pack Theater. Love you.
2: Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.